0: Our first two Gospel readings are from the Gospel of Matthew, 1st, chapter 5, verses 14 through 16. You are the light of the world. A city on top of a hill can't be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a basket. Instead, they put it on top of a lampstand, and, and it shines on all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before people, so they can see the good things you do and praise your Father who is in heaven. And now, chapter 6, verse 1. Be careful that you don't practice your religion in front of people to draw their attention. If you do, you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Hmm. Both of these comes to us from the same gospel, but they seem to contradict each other, don't they? We will be talking about that a little bit later on in the service.
1: Our third gospel reading comes from the gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, verses 31 through 45. Now, when the human one comes in his majesty and all his angels are with him, he will sit on his majestic throne. All the nations will be gathered in front of him. He will separate them from each other, just as the shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right side, but the goats he will put on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, come. You who will receive good things from my Father, inherit the kingdom that was prepared for you before the world began. I was hungry, and you gave me food to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothes to wear. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then those who are righteous will reply to him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you a drink? When did we see you as a stranger and welcome you, or naked and give you clothes to wear? When did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? Then the king will reply to them, I assure you, when you have done it for, the, for at least these brothers and sisters of mine, you have done it for me. Then he will say to those on his left, Get away from me, you who will receive terrible things. Go into the unending fire that was prepared for the devil and his angels. I was hungry, and you didn't give me food to eat. I was thirsty, and you didn't give me anything to drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't welcome me. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothes to wear. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or sick or naked or in prison? And didn't we do anything to help you? Then he will answer, "I assure you that when you haven't done it for the least of these, you haven't done it for me." And then they will go into eternal punishment, but the righteous ones may go into eternal life. Lenses, filters, and a Jesus smoothie. We've spent a huge amount of time this year as the youth group wrestling with uh, the Matthew 25 scripture. You heard earlier. We know um, we are a Matthew 25 congregation, we are a part of a Matthew 25 presbytery, and our entire denomination is embracing Matthew 20, 25. But what does that really mean? We've discovered that this is a good question without simple answers. We have come to know the three arms of Matthew 25 initiative are, one, building a congressional vitality, two, dismantling structural racism, and three, eradicating systemic poverty, one of the ways to look at the scripture and what it means for us to look through different lenses, you know, eyeglasses, a microscope, a telescope, and even a camera lens. Each of those lenses serves as a different purpose and helps us to see different aspects of the message more clearly. This may sound a little weird, but bear with us, and we think you'll find some pretty interesting ideas.
2: Eyeglasses, what do they do for us? They help us focus, see more clearly, and improve our sight. It was also pointed out by one of our more observant members that they can make things more blurry if we are looking through lenses that don't belong to us. When we are using Jesus' glasses to look at the issues of justice that are so relevant in our world today, we can see more clearly where the need is in our community and what we are able to do to help. Often we get caught up in the busyness of our days that we took right past things that are right in front of us. We, t- when we take time to focus, we become more aware. This can help us change our framing. While on our retreat, we watched a commercial for Hyundai cars and all things that he sp- that he spoke this. In the ad, a blind man. Was sitting on a corn, on a street corner in the Philippines, begging for change to support himself. He has a sign which reads, "I am blind, please help." A few people throw coins to him, but most people pass by. Another man comes up to help him, and he watches for a moment. He takes a marker, turns the sign over, puts it back in front of the man. He leaves, he then leaves. Suddenly more and more people started tossing coins and goes to the man. He has no idea what has happened. The younger man comes back later and the old, old man asks what he wrote on the sign. It said, this is a beautiful world and I can't see it. That simple change of words made a difference to the people who passed by. How we word things with something else. We talk about on a retreat, so often we say we have to do something. I have to mow the lawn. I have to drive a friend to a doctor's appointment. I have to go to church. By Simply by changing one word, we can change the whole tone of what we say. I get to mow the lawn. I get to drive my friend to her appointment. I get to go to church. Do you see the difference?
3: Camera. When we look through the lens of a camera, we get to focus on what we feel is important. We are able to frame an object, or a person, or a beautiful flower. We can even blur the surrounding parts if we want. Our first two gospel readings this morning seem contradictory. They are, they are study and complete opposites. One tells us to let our light shine before people so they can see the good things you do. The other says, be careful that you don't practice your religion in front of people to draw attention. Okay, so what do we do with that? One thing that might come to mind, the internet and social media. How many people use them to post all the fabulous things they're doing? And exactly why are they posting these things? With the current need for likes and followers, one would definitely suspect that their motive is not is not purely for the good they do for others. There is a self glorification that the Second Scripture warns us about. On the other hand, perhaps those acts might share an might inspire someone else to do something similar that they might not have even considered. That speaks more to the first scripture. We think it is all in how you frame the scripture. Back to our camera again. You see what you think is most important and act accordingly. Something we have learned is the scripture is always set up for interpretation. It can mean different things to different people and even different things to the same person at different times in their lives.
0: a microscope. Microscopes let us see things that are very small, or they let us see things very close up. A simple piece of orange peel looks very different when viewed through a microscope. We can even see things that are normally hidden. Also, we don't always know what has led up to things that happen on, in our lives. Take a look at the shirt commercial for an investment business that we saw on retreat. The man in that video had no had absolutely no idea that his small act of kindness in the beginning of the video would leave the dog to do so many things for him. He may never really know what all had happened, and that is exactly the point. This also speaks to the second of the two scriptures mentioned earlier. The man gave his food to the dog, expecting absolutely nothing in return. How many times have we benefited from someone else's act of kindness and never known about it? we can never know, but it is interesting to think about. As it says at the end of the video, simple investment, return beyond expectations.
4: Telescope. A telescope helps us see things that are very far away, sometimes light years away. One of our group pointed out that often when we are looking at objects through a telescope, we are looking at things that existed a very long time ago, because it takes light so long to travel those great distances through space. If you think of this in terms of Matthew 25, one thing to note is that even when we are working hard on issues of justice, we may not always see what comes of our efforts. It takes time to see change. Does that mean we don't do our very best right now? No. It takes many people doing small things to add up to a big change. Think of what happens when you throw a stone into still water. It sends out ripples in every direction. We can't always see where those ripples end or what they affect, or what effect they had on others.
5: We promised you a Jesus smoothie. What exactly is a Jesus smoothie, you may ask? This came up during a discussion on our retreat. We were talking about what makes us want to embrace Matthew 25 and how we are called to be Jesus' hands and feet. Someone, me, said, You take all the good stuff, equality, justice, goodness, kindness, empathy, and compassion, and you throw it all in a blender and mix it up. You know, make a Jesus smoothie. The discussion went on from there to say that we all had that potential Jesus movie in us, to power us up for the hard work of being called to service in Christ. It is sometimes hard to remember that every human being, every single human being on earth, is a child of God. You are, we are, your neighbor who plays his music too loud is, the politician you disagree with is, the homeless person on a street corner is, the convict sitting in a jail cell is. If we truly believe we are all created in God's image, none of us is exempt. In addition to our inner Jesus movie, we have decided that we also have Jesus DNA, meaning we are hardwired to do the hard work that needs to be done. That is what God created us to do. What we choose to do with that is up to us.